The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sitting on a park bench with Tony Finn. <laughs> Level three uh, has, has begun. Hey, you guys kill me. <laughs> so Tony's talking about like a Jethro Tull at uh, Boston. So yeah. who's Jethro Tull do you like tomorrow? What's uh, who's Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson. Uh, it's the, for Atlanta. Yeah, s- <laughs> sitting on a park bench, the singer of uh, Jethro Tull, huh? I, yeah, it's too, I really like that. Too fluty, that. Too fluty. And uh, is, you know, the right. flute starts right. going. They're sitting on a park bench with snot coming down his nose and stuff. Sitting yeah. on a park you bench. You got to be extra. You got to have a few extra doses of that chocolate mushroom candy bar to, to listen to the flutes like that. I agree with you. You do. <laughs> so Tony's with us just for a couple legal, of more minutes. Legal in Portland. Shut up. Shout out to our ham radio affiliates. You know, I was actually on the Braves today, and um, they got swept last week by the Philadelphia Phillies. Then they take two straight against the Nationals. And we know the Braves are a good team. So I was waiting for that buy-in sign. And, we, you know, we've cashed a couple of tickets. We hit them tonight. Uh, Anderson's minus 142. Uh, Eflin's um, plus 120 uh, in this baseball game. You know, we talked about it, guys. Philadelphia were 4-0, and we said on Tuesday – that they, they hadn't been 5-0 since 1915. I figured, you know, Tony, that's a trend of 106 years, so I'm going to bet against it. <laughs> and uh, they, they did not go to 5-0. and And now they've lost a couple of games. But uh, so you like, the, you, like the, uh, you like the Braves here. And then we got the Angels and the Blue Jays again. And I don't know, man. Like I said, the Blue Jays came out. They took two or three from the Yankees. There was a lot of positivity about this team. Uh, now, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, uh, says, I think he's on the COVID list. Um, Springers hasn't played. He's been hurt. They can't hit anything. Yeah. They got Mats on the hill here tomorrow. What do you make of this one, Tony? Mats is minus 134. The total is 11 against uh, Quintana. I, I First and foremost, I would probably go back to the under in this game. I like Listen, it matches the play tomorrow. Um, his debut, permitting just one run, two hits, one walk. He's not. He doesn't miss enough bats. But and this Angel line is going to hit. But absolutely, I like Matts. As far as throwing pitching goes, Gabe, uh, Toronto has the edge. You know, uh, Tony, great stuff as always, buddy. We appreciate your time. Find Tony, Tony Finn, Wager Talk on Twitter, wagertalk.com. One thing when Max, when he was with the Mets, he was really good at home. He was poor on the road. I'm curious to see the trend. Bring it. Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you gotta do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lot now. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing it down on the Friday Night Tough Freak Show. Thanks to Tony Finn uh, for joining us on the program. Thanks to Steve Merrill for kicking with us. We got Mick Aussie stepping up and in. And before we get to some overnight AFL uh, picks, uh, Mick, uh, I, I placed a wager for the Masters. Well, more than one. Uh, but I bet who the top Australian is going to be. Um, you know, in honor of Dubsy, Andrew Anderson joins us a couple of times a week. So, you know, we obviously talked about who the top Aussie player was going to be. And I've got Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, he's two under right now. Shot 68 today, 74 in the first round, 68 in the second round. Mark Leishman shot 72 on Thursday, but 67 today. I don't know if Leishman's going to be able to continue this, so I'm not panicking, but uh, your countryman here, Mick, is uh, tied for fourth place right now. Mark Leishman in the Masters, although I'm hoping that Cameron Smith catches him. Yes, the big fella, Leishman. Hey, he's doing all right. But no, I really enjoyed your segment with Dubsy and Cam. I love golf, Gabe, but I didn't know enough to uh, bet on it. So, oh, yeah, I did. I put some bets on... Uh, Justin Thomas and a bit on Cameron Smith and a couple others. So great segment with you and Cam and Dubsy. But yeah, that Cameron Smith's done well. I like him as well. Yeah, he's a good golfer, and he's still he's still in the mix right now. As far as Justin Thomas, that was our pick to win, me, Cam, and Dubsy. And um, he's T six right now. He's only three shots off, guys. So he's he's definitely he's in the mix here. He's gonna he's in the mix. He's gonna be in the mix. So uh, no no panic as far as Justin Thomas. The Masters, some good stuff. We were also talking about cricket earlier, and we were talking about the. Uh, the Indian Premier League, I didn't realize the richest man in the world owns the Mumbai Indians. And I see they're like plus 275 to win. And their league is only like six weeks or something like that. So might be a play that I'm going to take a look at, actually, is some obscure cricket futures. But uh, have you played cricket before, Mick? Are you a good cricket player? Mate, I, as I say, I played tennis competitively till I was 19. Played a lot of beach cricket, a lot of backyard cricket. Played a couple of proper cricket games with the Woodville boys. But it's a great game. But that IPL game, it is massive. The players get paid millions of dollars. And the Aussies and the international players, they all want to get in on it. And they make a hell of a lot of money for that six weeks. It is absolutely massive. And sadly, the USA and Canadian people don't really realise how big it is. Like, nearly a billion people in India... 
massive, massive money. I mean, the top cricketers over there are making twenty, thirty million dollars a year. Trangulka, one of the best players of all time, he is loaded, made it a lot of money. Yeah, it's pretty crazy format that. They, they sign the players for these, like, two-month windows. So you're telling me, like, in the Indian Premier League, there's dudes from all over the world. It's not just Indian guys. There's, like, South Africans and Australians and everything because they make so much money, right? Oh, absolutely. And they're only allowed certain a number of international players. And the Australian, uh, some of the media guys in Australia are a bit pissed off because some of the Australian test cricket players went over to the IPL, then they came back and they kind of dodged a few games and missed a few games for Australian Test cricket, but the money's huge. (laughs) Yeah, 20 20 overs per game, and it's a fast-hitting, very action-packed crazy. But they're mad over there, mate. They like fires in the crowd, especially when India play Pakistan. It's nuts. Sometimes they can't even play in those countries after... They have to play it somewhere else. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they have to play without fans in a neutral neutral field, <laughs> right? Because like, they're like, no, no, we can't, we, we, we can't go either. We're like, no, we can't go to either country. So um, let's talk about my team, the West Coast Eagles. We got St. Kilda and then the West Coast Eagles. West Coast now 2-1, Mick. Um you know, you know, there's been opportunities with West Coast. They're not as um, they're not as popular with the odds makers as they used to be, uh, but they are favorites in this game against St. Kilda. What do you make of this matchup? Oh, mate, I underestimated them a little bit. Like they absolutely destroyed the Port Adelaide Power Pats, Miss. And I don't get this game. These teams, like apparently Port Adelaide, they do a warm up for like twenty, thirty minutes. It's ridiculous. Save your energy. All you need is five to ten minute warm up. So I don't agree with some of the stuff going on. They destroyed Port Adelaide. They should win well. Saints have been disappointing. They were looking to do really well this year. They've started slow. Eagles have got a couple of real good players out. Shuey, ten weeks out with a hamstring, their captain. Eagles should win mentally. If they're switched on, Gabe, they will win and they will cover. But it's a mental thing for them. As long as their attitude's right, they'll win it and win it well. Yeah, you know what? As FanDuel right now is minus 178 on the money line. If you don't want to lay the 11 points, 11 and a half points. So it's uh, minus, uh, minus, uh, minus 178 on the money line. And you know what? FanDuel is interesting. They're really starting to expand. They're, uh, they're starting to expand uh, their, their AFL action right now. We've got first scoring play. Um, first scoring play in the game, how it's going to happen. And, and in fact, this is interesting, Mick. This is crazy. I've never seen this before. They've got the uh, Mason Cox specials. <laughs> you got Mason Cox. Mason Cox uh, specials. So Mason Cox to score three or more goals is plus 250. You think he can score wow. three or more goals? He's plus 250 oh, to score three not- or more goals. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. They're playing the Giants. That's been terrible, the Giants. The big fella, some weeks he's really good, then some weeks he struggles. So he uh, he's a bit up and down, but he's so big, mate. They put it up high in the air, and he should be able to grab it. Sometimes they push him out the way because he's a bit, you know, he's so tall, but he's not that strong. 
But yeah, once he gets the ball, and he kicks well, he's done really well. And he's not too bad on the ground either, but uh, a bit risky for three goals. He often gets a couple of goals a game. This is pretty hardcore, Mick. They're really Americanizing this right now. You can bet on who's going to score the first goal of the game. So West Coast, Tim Membry, Josh Kennedy, Max King, Jack Darling, Dan Butler, Oscar Allen. Some hardcore stuff, man. That's some DJing stuff, guys. When you're, you're sitting up at 4 in the morning on a Friday night, and you got money on Jack Darling to score the first goal of an AFL game, you know you're a hardcore gambler. Uh, you know, if you know who Jack Darling is, you're a hardcore gambler. But I say West Coast win this game. Uh, minus, minus 178. West Coast, uh, get it done. All right, so um, uh, Blues, Blues, and Suns. Uh, Gold Coast, and uh, we got Carlton's minus 118. Gold Coast is uh, minus 104. Yeah, really interesting game. It's up on the Gold Coast. Well, the Suns, they start off well, and they've got a few. They've got a lot of good kids, mate. They've got some big draft picks, but they've got some injuries. Wits, their Ruckman's out. They just, they're just down on players. That said, it's going to be 32 degrees Celsius, so that's a bit of an advantage for them. But the Melbourne boys, well, it's just at the end of summer, so it shouldn't matter too much. I think the Blues will win this just because of the Suns' injuries. And the Blues won, you know, they're one and two, so they've really got to they really win this one. Otherwise, their season could be under big pressure. Take the Blues on the money line, but be careful. Really, uh, kind of like a 50-50 game. I think the Blues will just get it done. We talked about the Giants, Collingwood, and uh, and the Magpies, Magpies and Giants. Uh, so Collingwood minus five hundred on the money line. They're going to roll. That's good parlay material right there. I know Johnny Rose Beef in New York City is looking for a dance partner for some parlays. There's your partner right there, Collingwood AFL. More with Mick on the other side. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. There's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends. And yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. 
Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Mick Aussie uh, Jordy is giving us some AFL picks for the overnight players uh, here. For the record, if you uh, parlay Collingwood on the money line and West Coast on the money line, it's uh, minus 114. And both these games are coming up uh, this evening. That's minus uh, 114. If you don't want to lay the minus 176 with uh, West Coast, they should beat the St. Kilda Saints. And uh, the Magpies should win. Collingwood, uh, they're massive favorites, actually. So the money line price is not bad at minus 500. Uh, so, Mick, uh, just to confirm, so with Gold Coast and uh, Carlton, Gold Coast and Carlton. This this game is, is this is the one of all these games. They all have big point spreads. Or eleven and a half, twenty six and a half, fifteen, sixteen and a half. What about Gold Coast and Carlton? Who do you like here? Oh, I like the Blues. I like Carlton just, but that's one of the tricky games. So there's three really tricky games, and that's one of them. But that's interesting. You said that Magpies Eagles multi parlay because that's what I've got written down as my first one, and it was a. Uh, Minus 118 not long ago, so now it's minus 114. So, yeah, that's probably the safest two-team parlay of the remaining games. We've had a really good start, and Ken and Kyle and those boys that follow my Twitter, they know that I give out some picks, and we've had a good start. But unfortunately, our Friday night games have been a bit rough, so be a bit careful later on tonight, eh? All right, well, we've got uh, the Kangaroos are in action, and they continue to get smashed. And we've talked about the Roos so far. They lost 117-65 to to Port Adelaide. Then they lost 98-39 uh, to to the, to, the, to the Suns. And then they raised it up a notch. They got smashed 167-39. to I can't even add this up. So they, they lost by... Uh, they lost by, uh, what, 88 points? <laughs> like, 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 we're getting into record territory. Like, it's one of the biggest beatdowns ever, Mick. Like, 167 oh. to 39. That's not a normal score. Yeah, they, they made the finals probably four or five years ago, and the thought was they should have had a rebuild. And then they, they recruited some players they probably shouldn't have, and now they got injuries. They just got full of kids, so... I said they might go down as the worst team in AFL history, and there's danger of them going broke, and they might want to relocate them to Tasmania, so they're in big, big trouble. The Crows should win. Like, the Crows are 2-1, which has absolutely shocked me, because the Crows were looking like they were going to be nearly as bad as the Roos. But with the new rules, these young kids have got moving and running quick. The Crows should win. I think they'll cover the 16 and a half because the Roos are so, so bad. It's in Melbourne, but the Crows should win that and probably cover. All right. Uh, so speaking of Melbourne, we've got the Demons. This is Saturday night action. Melbourne and Geelong. Uh, this is a, a close point spread uh, here. Uh, the Cats are minus one and a half against the Demons uh, here, Mick. Uh, who do you like uh, here between uh, Melbourne, who are 3-0 and on the season? So they're off to a great uh, start. And the Geelong Cats, historically, they're always good, these guys. They're 2-1 and one so far, Mick. Two straight wins. What's your take? Yeah, really interesting game. Demons have won three, but they haven't really beaten anyone decent. So this is their first real test. Now, the Cats lost the grand final last year, and they recruited a few old fellas. I don't like the way they're playing. I think they're lucky to have the two wins that they have got. They're too slow and old, and they haven't adjusted to the new 
quicker pace of the rules. For that reason, I'm going for the underdog here, and Kev did as well. Kev says demons by five, and I already picked demons. I think they might get up. It's in the MCG. That's a demon's home ground. Tough one to pick. Could go either way. I actually like the Demons to win that. I just don't like the way the Cats are moving right now. They just seem to be too slow and old. All right. Uh, Mitch calling the uh, small upset uh, here. Demons getting a point and a half. Money lines minus 104. And then we finally enclose it. We've got the Dockers and the Hawks. So a Fremantle 11 and a half point favorites against the Hawthorne Hawks. Well... I don't like to be negative on the AFL, but I'm going to be right now. They should give us all the team selections on Thursday night, but they're not, Gabe. So I don't know the ins and outs until probably, what, tomorrow night. So for that reason, I'm going to rely on the Dockers' injury report, and I think they're getting some players back. But I will go for the Dockers to win at home. They're younger kids. They still have a nice run on. The Hawks are just too defensive. They're very well coached. Dockers, what, 11.5-point favourite? Bit of a toss of the coin. For guys out there, look at the injury report just before the game, and I do like the Dockers to win that if they've got some players back. Nat Fife, the uh, Brownlow medalist, that's the best player. He's back in after getting a concussion. Tough one to pick. But because it's in Perth, Dockers home field, I think the Dockers might get that one done. You know what? I think we've got some uh, we've got some Australian uh, basketball that's actually starting too, coming up. Uh, Mick doesn't do basketball though. Mick does the AFL. He doesn't uh, he doesn't handicap. So you're an Adelaide Crow fan. What about the Adelaide Thirty? Have you ever been to an Adelaide Thirty Sixers game before? Oh, of course, Gabe. When I worked in the computer business before I came to Canada in 1998, we had a corporate box. And back then there was really good crowds, maybe like 10,000 in the stadium that it held. And then the and then the league had a real lull for a few years, but it's back, mate. It's really doing well. And as you know, uh, what's that kid? His dad's an idiot. He played there last year, and he's doing well in the NBA. So the basketball in Australia is on the up. And get this. One of the guys in Australian media reckons that the uh, Australian basketball team are a big chance for a medal in the Olympic Games, even though I can't believe the Olympic Games are going ahead. Australia's a big chance for a medal in the Olympic Games. Is, uh, is Ben Simmons playing? No, right? Is Ben Simmons going to play? Yeah, you need Ben Simmons to play. Uh, All right, so that'll be interesting. Um, I look forward to it, as you stated. And for the record, we were talking about the boycott of the Olympics the other day, and they denied it. I guess um, it was not a, um, I don't know, someone at the State Department sort of said maybe, except, so for the record, I I saw that uh, Biden's spokespeople shot that down after and said, no, 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 we don't, we, we're not talking about any Olympic boycotts. So that was just someone at the State Department that threw it out there for whatever reason. So just, just for the record, throw it out there. Yeah, we got a big summer, Mick, man. We got uh, Euro, the Euro Soccer Championships, the Olympics, going to be like over the top. That's the thing with the pandemic. It's got all these sports things backed up, uh, right? So we're all, we're all backed up. Now, now we're catching up. Uh, so, hey, listen, great stuff as always, uh, Mick. But uh, to recap your plays, that's the, you know, to me, 
the question is, listen, guys, if you only play West Coast, it's minus 176. If you add Collingwood in here, who should win, then it's it's minus 112. So it's up to you if you want that, you know, that difference. But let me just quickly throw in, let's throw in your Crows uh, against the, uh, the sad sack pathetic ruse here. And then suddenly we're going to have a nice multi, as you guys call parlays. Ooh, look at this. Plus 166. West Coast, Hello. Collingwood, and Adelaide. Plus 166. Well, that's interesting because that is the third one I've got. And in my figures, it was uh, I did it a couple hours ago, it was plus 159. And then the extra one I've got is the Dockers for the four-teamer at plus 294. And I do like your Eagles. If they're going to win, they should be able to cover that 11.5, Gabe. So I think the Eagles might on the minus is probably a good bet as well. Yeah, you know, I like that. I'm going to play the parlay. I was going to, you know, I was just going to play West Coast, but it's minus 179. You're not going to make, you know, whatever. I don't hate it, but it's 179. Like I said, Collingwood should beat Great Western Sydney. I don't see why they won't. And then um, Adelaide. Like, like Mick said, Adelaide weren't supposed to be good, but they're 2-1. They are a young team. But this, this kangaroo team, guys, historically bad. I mean, they're, getting, they're losing by 60 and 80, and, like, they're getting murdered. Absolutely murdered out there. So I'm putting a parlay in right now. It's in. There's no turning back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, plus, uh, plus 166. West Coast Eagles, Collingwood, and Adelaide. And uh, we got some late-night action for people. Mick, you can... Uh, uh, before you go to bed tonight, you can watch the games. Yeah, I was just watching on TSN 5. I'm watching the uh, Lions and the Bulldogs, so that was good. But, yeah, be careful. There's still be some, there's been some crazy upsets, but this week so far I've done really well, so hopefully it continues. And, Gabe, guess what? I'm getting the jab in the arm finally tomorrow. Should have been two months ago. But I'm getting the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine tomorrow. I'm eligible, so... I'm going to do it, Mike. Got to do it. All right, Mick. Yeah, you're in the public. Uh, you're a big star. You're in the public all the time. So you got to be pro- protected. And you know what? Like I said, I'm not, you know, I haven't had the chance yet. I, I think I'm coming up soon. But for me, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm dying to get a vaccine. But for traveling purposes and stuff, it's going to be real difficult if you don't. You know, just getting in and out of countries and traveling and sports arenas and all that type of stuff. Mick Aussie, follow him on Twitter at Mick Aussie. The Late Night Anger Management Cast continues. Bring it. We are the first 24-hour network giving you the most extensive fantasy sports and odds coverage of all major sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. As you continue listening to Sports Grid, ask yourself and be honest. Am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Do you have a gambling problem? No, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. Late Night Anger Management class continues. I am Gabe Marinci, Sirius XM Channel 204, Mightier 1090. In the house uh, this evening with us. We've had a full house as far as guests all week. We've got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here. Uh, just a quick Masters update. Uh, Jordan Spieth is the favorite right now at plus 430, even though he's a couple of shots back. He's two shots off. Justin Thomas is as well. He's plus 500. Justin Rose, who's leading, is plus 550. And I threw it out there earlier in which um, golfers who are 40 years or older and they have the lead after um, the first two rounds, after 36 holes going into the weekend, has the 40-year-old or more who had the lead after the first two rounds hasn't won since 1953 and Ben Hogan. Now, Justin Rose is very capable. He's right there, man. He's, he just turned, he's just, he's 40 years old, right? So it's not like he's old type of thing, but history is not on his side. If you have to go all the way back to Ben Hogan, uh, the last time this happened, we gave you uh, Justin Thomas, and I don't know if I got him at eleven to one or twelve to one, whatever it was. But um, we got uh, Justin Tom. That's you know, and Cam. That was Cam's like main guy. That was Andrew Anderson, Dubsy's main guy. And I don't think any of us you know copied each other either. It was just sort of you know Justin Tom. And look, Rex uh, from the Golf Channel was with us. He liked Justin Thomas. Right, A lot of people like Justin Thomas this week. I bought in. I bought in. I like the Tiger angle, actually, even though the Tiger stuff annoys me. I like the Tiger angle with Thomas. And plus, he's playing great. He's a great iron player and all that if he can make his putts. So, Thomas is right here, but I get the feeling that Spieth could be the guy. Right? The comeback story, the comeback kid. We know he's great here at Augusta. This is where he's had his success. And... You know, the, the story will be complete. It's one thing to win the, the Valero Texas Open, but it's another thing. It's another thing to um, it's another thing to win to win the Masters and get the green jacket. And, you know, we saw the redemption story with Tiger Woods. Um, you know, coming back here different, but Jordan Spieth is younger. Yet Jordan sort of hit rock bottom. He never crashed into trees and he doesn't like end up in a ditch every couple of years. But his golf game was in the ditch. So, I don't know. I'm just stating. I don't like, like, hedging stuff, and I'm not really hedging because we got Justin Thomas at 11 or 12 to 1. I can look it up. Uh, not that it matters, but we got Justin Thomas already. And I know it was 11 to 1, but I think I got 12. Like, I don't know if I bet it right when the tournament started and it popped to 12 or whatever, but I'm, I think I got 12 to 1. But anyways, I'm not opposed to, to getting a piece of speed here. I think it's going to be speed or Thomas who wins, in my opinion. So I don't have a problem with it. If I've already got Thomas coming in here, I can take Spieth at plus 430. It was plus 450 on the show tonight. Cam made a you know, good point. You can wait. And if you think that Spieth is going to like have a couple of bad holes to start the day tomorrow, 
then you're going to get a better number. The numbers move pretty quickly. If you think he's going to come out on fire, which I do, then I think the number's just going to start to plummet. And I think next thing you know, man, Speed's going to be like plus 187 and stuff like that. All right, so I think Thomas or Spieth uh, get it done. Let's get into the octagon right now, although these flashing lights, one of those nights out uh, here, the Friday night uh, free show, it's like a, uh, we got circus lights going off in here. It's like a Metallica show. Remember the old days when Metallica was strobe lights? Strobe lights are cool, but imagine now, like, uh, if we did the whole show with strobe lights going, right? <laughs> it would be like, you know, I remember the old days, man. I remember the old parties, house parties, strobe lights flashing everywhere. I think people would have seizures now. Um, all right, so let's get into um, let's get into the octagon here, Matthias. So there's some weird stuff here with Kevin Holland, and I don't know what it is with Vittori's opponents trying to piss him off all the time or just doing it. Remember, it was Roberson who didn't fight and then Vittori wanted to kill him in the hotel in the lobby. And then he actually did get him after. And now you got Kevin Hall and you're coming in off a tough spot here. You just lost three weeks ago to Derek Brunson and you were the favorite against Brunson. I knew Brunson was a live underdog. But um, now Holland is the big underdog. And, you know, some people think Holland is a live dog here uh, if he doesn't get taken down uh, by Vittori. But Vittori's probably going to stand and want to just, you know, kill him. Uh, but I've never, you know, it's one thing. to You can't go into someone's bag. That's the whole thing. Like, it's funny. Like, we've seen people at weigh-ins show up with cake and stuff. Or, you know, I remember, like, you know, someone joked about, you know, Somebody eats a certain food. I've seen guys bring food to the weigh-in and give it as a gift. Or I've seen guys mockingly, like, use food as a prop in the weigh-in. I've seen guys even give guys cakes, say it's your birthday. Like, But it's one thing shenanigans at the weigh-in. And you put on a little show and whatever. That's to be expected at times. Yet, it's another thing. back i got you back mike's on so we've heard of a lot we've heard of a lot and um we've heard of a lot of gamesmanship smack talk but when you start like i don't know though nothing's crazy i mean don't forget guys we actually heard we actually man, man we heard this year of a fighter that had a dude like climbing the balcony like James Bond and stuff like that to sneak something into a hotel room, right? Um, you know, last year, yeah, 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 of course, exactly. He snuck past security and climbed up a balcony. <laughs> and like Dana said, he goes, not just a balcony, guys. He goes, like, he actually scaled, like when you see it, to like, I don't, know, I don't know what the hell this guy was up to. But, you know, so we've seen stuff, you know. Uh, there's always something in this company, you know, the, the, the Korean dude that got bribed to throw the fight and then he didn't, etc. But you don't hear of a lot of guys going into each other's like personal bag or something like that. Right. And like I said, it's one thing to make a joke about something or bring the cake up or like, you know, we've seen it with this. A lot of guys have used food and joked about food and brought food up. It's another thing to actually steal the guy's food while he's weighing in. 
Yeah, no, I got to admit, I, I thought it was so hilarious when I heard the story from Rufy and Stotts, uh, Kevin Holland's boy, and this, and to hear the story completely go down. Uh, you know, Holland's doing exactly what he needs to do to get under Vittori's skin. And like you said it, the only way that Holland wins this fight tomorrow is if Vittori actually decides to stand in the middle and bang with Kevin Holland. Because if he tries to wrestle, Vittori's going to take him down and he's going to pound on him the same way that Khabib pounds on his opponents. And I'm pretty sure that's what Vittori is still going to do. I'm, right when the fight's going to start, he's going to take him down and he's going to pound on him, Gabe. I think this is an easy fight for Vittori. It could go 50-45 or, or he could finish it somewhat in the next two rounds, in the first two rounds of the fight. Uh, it's going to be a good night for Vittori tomorrow. That's for sure. I really believe that. Yeah, you know, I credit Holland for taking the fight because Vittori's a killer and he's red hot right now. And, you know, you're coming off a loss in which you were a favorite and you're willing to fight. I get it. You, you want to get right back in there, but you're getting back in there with a guy that's better than you, right? And now you just pissed them off as well. So I like the gamesmanship. It's a little much, uh, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. And I guess the funny thing is just that Vittori had special Italian bread, right? He had like a special sandwich and stuff. Like <laughs> He brings his own food. So he wasn't impressed. Vittori, you know, these guys, he's from Italy. He's not going to McDonald's after, uh, after, after the weigh-in here. But I credit Hall. I think it's dumb, actually. Holland's doing this, but a guy's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. It is, uh, it is what it is. All right, so who are you taking in uh, Arnold, uh, Arnold Allen and uh, Youssef? This is a tough fight. I like seeing Youssef talking tonight, actually, about how he has no money. I like the honesty. He basically Absolutely, says, I haven't, I haven't made a lot of money. He goes, you know, I haven't been paid. I haven't fought. I need money. And I like the fact he's driven here. Arnold Allen's a tough dude, man. Tough kid and stuff. I give him credit. But right now, man, this Youssef dude, he's just a hungry fighter, bro, that's looking to get paid. And he's just, you know, I think he gets it done here. Yeah, but I'm right there with you. I'm a big Yusuf guy. I've been following this guy since his first fight into the UFC on the Contender Series. I learned a good lesson when he fought Mike Davis, who came into that fight as a minus 220 favorite, and this big guy, you know, coming from his fight camp. And nobody believed in Yusuf. And boy, did he steal the show with his power and with his, with his accuracy. The guy has the whole package. His speed. He has great takedown defense as well. No, man, the guy's a monster. And people are going to recognize him. Maybe after this fight, but, you know, in bigger cards coming up. This is a real guy with real power, with real accuracy. You know, we might have a future champ if he keeps up. You know, if he keeps ending fights early and doesn't get in these big brawls that go three rounds, you know, this guy really has a good long journey into the UFC, and I could believe he, I believe he could become the next African star. And uh, the guy's legit, man, and he could take a punch as well. I can't wait to see his fight tomorrow against Arnold who I think has some holes in his game, especially when it comes to stand-up. If he takes his fight to the ground, he has a chance of winning, but Yusuf has great takedown defense. I take Yusuf with his fight for sure. You know, you, I, you know, part of me wants to think that, listen, you know, Allen has been very good. He's experienced. Uh, they've been patient with him, so he's built it up. Um, and, you know, I'd say maybe it's a little step up in class, but the fact is, Andre Feely's a good fighter, right? Andre Feely's not great, but Andre Feely's a good fighter, and you know, we've seen Youssef handle the, the steps up in talent along the way uh, with, with relative ease, uh, actually. So I'm going to I'm looking at Youssef uh, in this fight. All right. So I know you brought up earlier in the week you're looking forward to the Mike Perry uh, fight. So I don't even know. So what's the deal with Perry? Up, Gabe. 
I'm switching. Oh, you have a bad chip. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna, shit. I was gonna warn you. Who's in Mike Perry's? Who, who's in Mike Perry's corner? Because remember, he gave up trainers and he had his girlfriend who he proposed to. But then I know that he had problems. Then he was, he was cutting himself. But he was bleeding. So he's got a real MMA team. Yeah, well, he has a perfect. real MMA team right now. And he, yeah, you know, he's training with real guys. Colby Covington is probably the best fighter in that gym. Also, Chavez. He's in there as well. I'm forgetting one. It's a bunch of nice guys in that place. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of badass guys in that. So are you taking Rodriguez? I don't know. Changing minds with a fight is never a good idea. Well, you know what? In my opinion, after doing more homework on Rodriguez, (laughs) the guy should be undefeated in the UFC. I don't know how they gave the decision to Nicholas Dalby in his last fight. He clearly won that fight. That, that, That was a crazy decision that was thrown the other way. Don't understand why. You know, but forget that. The guy can strike and the guy has a lot of power. You know, Daniel Rodriguez knocked out Tim Dirty Bird Means. And we're looking at Daniel Rodriguez, who was a plus 330 underdog in that fight. And he was no plus 330 underdog. Like, the guy was really, he was better than Tim Means. And if you're better than the Dirty Bird, you know, you're going to be better than Mike Perry. And right now, Rodriguez is a guy who's very calm, cool, and collected and understands that he has a lot of power in those hands. And that he's simply the better boxer. He's the better striker. And he's going to display that. You know, Perry... It's kind of a brawler, man. So I, he's a wild card. Yeah, he's oh, he's oh, kind of a brawler. Yeah, he's exclusively a brawler. <laughs> he's 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 a, he's a brawler, all right. Uh, he's a brawler, all right. Thing with Mike Perry is he is a tough son of a bitch, right? And if Rodriguez, that's the whole thing. Like, what is Rodriguez? Is his fight IQ high enough not to just get stupid with Perry and let Perry do his thing? Bring it. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Eight technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sports Grid. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sling.com. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Don't believe us. Never turn us off. You'll see. Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. I got to tell you, man, there's some wild swings when you lay down on this AFL stuff. West Coast were up like 19 nothing. Now it's 1919. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, there's wild, wild swings 
Uh, there always has been in this league. It's always fascinated me, but it doesn't mean that uh, West Coast can't go on a, a wild swing uh, of their own here. So we're not we're not panicking. We've got West Coast on the money line. We talked about uh, we got Justin Thomas for the Masters, but when it's all said and done, I think it's going to be Justin uh, Thomas or Jordan Spieth uh, that is victorious. Um, so you can get Jordan Spieth at plus 430 right now. If you want to take the chance, then you get a better number if he comes out a little slow uh, off the top. Um, you, you will get a better number. There's going to be a lot of movement. So busy day of sports, man. we got a full slate of baseball tomorrow as well. White Sox are 17-0 against uh, Southpaws. That's a, that's a trend that's, uh, that's hard to pass up tomorrow. We've got UFC action. And, guys, this UFC card starts pretty early. All right, like it starts at like noon Eastern and uh, it goes all day. It's not like a night card, though. It's on ABC. So it starts off, I don't know, it starts off on ESPN Plus, I guess, and stuff. The main card is at three o'clock, actually. Three o'clock on ABC, not even ESPN. So they're going big time. ABC gets Mike Perry, <laughs> uh, Disney in the house. Uh, they love that stuff. The Greg Hardy's and the Mike Perry's in the world. So uh, Marvin Vittori is the, the main event. You know, listen, man, I know it's it's tempting to say that maybe Holland has a chance, but I think the over two and a half is the way to go here. That, that's going to be my bet. I'm going to take uh, Youssef, uh, minus 152 to get it done. S- Sam Alvey might be able to win that fight, Matthias. Sam Alvey, I like what he said. I agree with you. He said, I'm fighting for my life. He goes, I know. I'm fighting for my life and my career. So, Alvey, you know what? I'm buying in. and We've got to take some underdogs. Dern and answer off is real tough. I like it. Late night anger management class. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash Active Cash.